Welcome to LiveTrader.com podcast. The content here is for informational purposes only, should not be taken as legal business text or investment advice, and be used to evaluate any investment or security, or be directed to any investors, potential investors, and LiveTrader fund. For more details, please see LiveTrader.com forward slash disclosures. Hello, traders. Welcome to the Wall Street Secrets podcast. So there's a part in this book, Reminiscence of a Stock Operator by Larry Livingston. He described when Jesse Livermore loses his money and basically goes bankrupt. And when he can only trade one thing at a time. And he has to be right. If he's wrong, he's basically completely done. And if he's right, he gets a bigger trade line. Now if you kind of think about it, it's this. I would take a great trade back in the beginning uh, superbly making sure that everything is lining up to be com- to be completely having a game plan and have the discipline to survive you have to have the absolute game plan making sure it meets all of your trade criteria before you put on the trade we might have traded thousands of stocks and options in a day it was so extreme and i can recall the price of the spx which is the s&p 500 and every day the implied volatility was increasing the markets at this time were fairly crazy and they're using the options markets to hedge their bets and i could still recall that a real team was starting to occur and the way i think about it when things that should happen do not happen and when there's so much noise in the trading floor you just hear noise and in that some of that is valuable information but again in today's trading world most of the trading is done online by algorithms as well as black box trading it's kind of like today there's so much information coming in the best traders can figure out what is real information and what true information is And the true information is that what we are looking to achieve, what we are looking to model. So I was in this trade and we're down in our positions and a bunch of traders are coming in to buy calls. And the price of the S&P should have gone up. At the same time, we're doing call options and the guys were on the pits buying futures, hedging their bets. And two days later, the price of the S&P did not move. And that piece of information was so valuable. So as we see today, a couple of weeks ago, we were buying calls on this small startup called NEO, but it didn't move. Two weeks later, the price of NEO, ticker symbol NIO, spiked to about 70%. Those were the traders putting on real money on call options, but it did not move the way it should have moved. And that's real information. If you think about it, Look at the markets we've seen towards the end of uh, 27 when Trump got elected. Everybody said the market should be down big. But when it didn't, that's information. So it's every single day asking yourself what should happen and it did happen. And start to think along those lines. You start to see what's working and what doesn't. And that's where you can start to model. Now this is not backtesting, but this is actual market information. So basically, the smart money started coming in and they want to short the futures and God forbid protect them, they were wrong and the calls will basically just stop them out. And for every calls they bought, they just sell the futures and you can see that the futures were not moving up. So with the new example was a good one because they're buying thousands of calls and they're waiting for news if this startup is going to go bust or you know it's going to get a cash infusion from 
you know, either Chinese government or some other or some venture capitalist firm. A bunch of smart traders could be buying the stock for any slew of reason, and there's a probability that this can be smart money. And that's where opportunity to make substantial money lie. When something should have happened, don't happen. And when there's news that you realize that Wall Street has not picked up, but that information is not reflected on the stock price, you see, in trading or investing, you need to have a point where you're going to be out when you're wrong. And when you have that information, you start to learn how to weigh the probabilities. And when you weigh that probability, you can start to weigh the trade size. So the only way to weigh probabilities is when you go back and weigh as many cases and look for patterns. Why is something happening? Why are smart money piling in? And you have to ask yourself the whys. And the most important thing is to know when to structure the trade and that no one trade is going to hurt you because when you know that you have 60% chance or 60% probabilities or 65% probabilities when you put out 50 of those trades, for instance, when Trump won, the market should have gone down, but they don't happen. So, so you can absolutely take that and make it work in your favor. Now, we've taken quote-unquote H or alpha. We've built portfolios every single day on long and short and here's the reason why you know why those stocks are going up or down so it's a kind of a balanced long and short portfolio it's all based on short-term fundamentals that we know we can quantify and we can go back five years or ten years why a fundamental move can change and today we keep our portfolio basically for two weeks we hold approximately and we approximately hold about eight to ten stocks long and about eight to ten stocks short by using the options market as well as um, the outright stock markets now stocks trade very much like commodities today and out of a thousand stocks for instance our computer just go to a thousand data points and this advantage of a long short portfolio is that we can have we have seen so many cases we knew that if we could apply what works on the trading floor that could be really really interesting so instead of trading just one market you can trade a thousand of markets and reason why brokers are in here there's a catalyst and we have a positive expectancy on the trade now not every trade is going to be a winner and mathematically quantify over time we're going to expect how much we're going to make and it all comes back to how the market crash in 2008 and you know i was hooked and i will always be trying to learn I think I, I have that personality and I just don't stop. And the reality is that human nature is not changing. Fear and greed will always be there. And it's funny because the things that work will continue to work. And because the premise is still there, that still happens today. The markets are always changing, but the markets always stay the same. The most successful traders always ask, why is it going up for one day? There's always be more buyers than sellers. And it all comes back to human nature, fear and greed. It never changes. And when it comes to trading, it all comes down to observations on what works and what doesn't. We trade on a 5% margin and we borrow the money. There would be mathematical advantage of diversification. Dynamic diversification that allows you to use leverage, but not what people think about leverage. You spread your leverage, you spread your probabilities and that allows you to gain a mathematical edge we're gonna cut the losses and let the winners run you're always batting so you know that you can make a probability assessment and you know how much of your money you can risk 
bird trade. It's almost like running a casino. And you're playing for the long run because you know your age and you know and you know how it's based. And you look at a hundred times and you get a pretty good idea. Once you know the fundamentals of the markets, what makes the price, how aggressive the buyers and the sellers are, the price is made by mass investors. It can be smart investor and average investor, you know, it's all about the price and what people at that point of time are willing to pay for that. So you can see the price react. How do we determine the odds on a single day? Part of what we do, the automation keeps us on track. I have to teach myself very early on in my trading life that I have to have a clear point where to place the stop, how to get out, and asking questions like when you sit on the table, don't count on your winnings. If you're a good speculator, you know you know exactly what every dollar means to you against how much capital you're managing. Smart bets and observable facts. Most people think they're good bets and they're bad bets. They're good bets when you're making a lot of money and the odds are in your favor. And they're bad bets where you lose a lot of money and it takes you out of the business. So what makes you from a casino operator to a punter? So good bets, you have the odds. It doesn't mean that you win in all trades, but over the long term, you know the expected outcome. If I did this bet a thousand times, and I would come out as a winner. So the bottom line is you become a punter and becoming the house about the facts that you observe. Let's say in 30 days, is it making a new high? It's not a story. It's telling me what's going to happen. It's observable fact. When two ordinary people observe it and can tell the fact, it's number. So what is the most important thing when it comes to a trading system? A trading system can be an age. You don't gain an age unless you have a trading system. You have to get the odds in your age. If you're flipping coins, the odds are not on your side and you're always going to ask yourself, what is the expected value? What is the expected outcome if you do it a hundred times? So if it is a very good bet, it gives me a high return and the odds are you can make a lot of money and possibly a handful of trades, but you lose a little. I always figure out what a loss can be and I'm totally indifferent to what happens to stock markets. Of course, I'd rather win than lose, but I would really, really want to be the house. Now let's go and look at my core capital. I don't break the rules. I make money by staying alive. One part of it is position sizing. I go from where I am and where my stock can be divided by my total capital. It's simple, it sounds simple, but simple has a very bad reputation. So I don't want something that's very complicated. When I met one of a very successful H1 manager and said to me, this is a positive mean game. And at first I did not understand. And then he explained, when you average it out, it works. What about drawdowns? In part of being a trader, you experience a drawdown. So I always have a vision when we have had about $10 million and let's say we owed $7 million minus the amount that we did not have and it was a highly leveraged account. When you're up against the wall, when you're not accepting defeat, you go on. So do I regret with all the trading mistakes I've made throughout the years? So I always believe that not trying is a bigger regret in life. If you don't try mathematically, you have 0% probability of winning. If you put out a trade and learn what works and what doesn't, you double your chance of making money. 
I don't care what knowledge you have, you must cut losses. The next thing is you need to know when to add on your winners. And you could apply this to other aspects of your life. For instance, a bad job, a bad career move, you know, things that don't work in your favor. So that's the episode for this week's podcast when things that should happen don't happen. And let's relate that to this week's markets movement as well as of trade execution june the 4th 2020 so we're looking at the s p 500 the russell as well as one micro cap that we we have placed orders on and you know this if you look at the overall markets the s p 500 the dow this is literally a v-shaped recovery in prices and i'm still tracking this rally or this melt up with our significant resistance levels in place and i'm looking to establish potential second half shots so what should have happened two weeks ago at the 61.8 percent retracement which is golden ratio of uh, fibrancy analysis and um that is um that was two weeks ago but it did not happen it should have just back away from that resistance but it did not happen so we're gonna watch for more china developments or divergences to end this momentum and i'm looking to place new rut butterflies as well as some leaps on micro cap tech stocks so now let's dive into the current trades that we have as well as the current outlook for the smp 500 so for the smp 500 i'm plotting this five impulsive wave currently labeled as wave b and the smp is carving out a wave b top now if you could recall we hosted a webinar as well as a few you know live trading sessions that was back in march we expected this rebound um you know it did happen rebounding from the critical support level and that presented us with uh, a few trade opportunities that we just closed out with about three to five hundred percent profit and um it was a good run but now with the current information that we have we may be contained within this highlighted range of wave b and you know for the second half of 2020 i'm i'm still watching on guard for this possible top so with this immediate rally that taking us into this 3127 level for the s p 500 would this be an ideal level to establish some short-term bearish positions for instance like a bearish bias butterfly spread where it just melts in our favor when it starts to drop uh, further so that's for the s p 500 so the alternate wave consists that we could have an extended wave into the 3392 resistance zone that will be 3315 to 3400 so either scenario is that there's a pending pullback so with that pullback you know how we're going to trade this market how we're going to play some bearish to neutral type of uh, bearish bias butterfly spread and uh, let's move on to rot so the rot similar to the s&p 500 is forming extended wave 5 the points to this wave 5 upside target of 161.8 percent retracement at the underlying of uh, 1430 now for the rod i'm looking to scaling with our second half vapor butterflies the first half is moving against us but the thing about butterfly spread is it could be moving against us in a short run but you know in the long run let's say the rod consolidates which is expected within the next uh, few weeks 
the underlying should move into the profitability zone of this butterfly spread where the body of the butterfly starts to melt in our favor so we're looking to scale in with second half of Bapper butterflies and for now the 1481 level on the Russell 2000 show off a massive resistance that setups for a 10% decline so this new butterfly spread with the wings at 1330 1030 and the body will be at 1150 Debbie butterfly spring August 31st 2020 we're looking to place this trade either today or tomorrow to capitalize on this sideways consolidation and slightly bearish bias um, you know um, butterfly spread so moving on to Apple um, this will be on our next trade this terminal push on Apple in the wave 5 is facing a wall of parallel channel as well as fib resistance zone so there's a cluster of resistance right from the 311 level right into 340 and also notice the impulsive five wave pattern facing significant resistance in the 340 for now the 340 level show for massive resistance as setups for 15 percent decline now always when it comes to market do not react always anticipate because most of the traders should be reacting like now you know some of the investors will be sucked into this market thinking that markets will be going up further and if there's a there's a corrective wave like an abc decline that could be caught in this cycle right so uh, for apple i'll be looking to place a second half position with some negative delta put flies as well the reason why we are not placing single put option is because if apple starts dropping sideways that would really hurt the option the single put option so instead of that we are placing a, a butterfly spread which is a perfect which is the ideal strategy if it chops sideways if the underlying of apple just chops sideways or have a slight bearish move right that will you know melt in our favor which is the time decay will work in our favor and moving on to bonds now i expect bonds to move towards 157 setting up for a good level to establish some longer term longs that could expire maybe 2021 so bonds we have no trades for bonds we only had one trade on tlt which is a ticker symbol for 20 years treasury bonds and we did scale out of this position book some very nice profits that was back in um you know uh, end of february and march where the craziness of um we can see there's a spike in bonds and you know of course the coronavirus pandemic and and you know the fed was starting to buy a lot of bonds you know pushing this high end and you can see that it's crazy it's uh, the spike followed by this drop but nonetheless bonds you know this year we're still up about 350 percent and i'm not going to place any more trades on bonds unless we get a high probability pattern now moving on to the next trade that will be new ticker symbol nio it's actually a chinese um, electric car startup and you know recently just got infusion by chinese government to you know potentially rival tesla in china with one billion dollars worth of fund funding and it's also backed by a chinese tech giant called tencent where you know i believe that this is quite you know it's almost like tesla a few years ago about you know five years ago when we bought when we first bought tesla it was trading at about eight bucks and you know tesla is giving us very good opportunity uh, i mean giving us more than two thousand percent returns 
and you, right now new is trading at about five bucks so i think new has a lot of potential and for those reasons i'm placing some leap option that'll give us some um, good um, upside potential uh, upside exposure if new continue this uh, rally high into the 19 bucks uh, range so for new i'm placing a leap option with which is an option that expires next year, January 15. And um, with this, I'll be just be keeping this for next six months. And the risk and reward for this trade, the potential risk and reward is about one to four. So I expect four times, which is 400% of my capital that, that I place uh, with this call option on new. If new tanks, you know, the max I can lose is just the premium. And, uh, you know, leaps is a very good way to uh, have a very small cash outlay, but have, you know, an, an unlimited upside potential, which is, um, you know, a profile of a leap option or call option. And um, that that is the trade that we're looking to place on um, on uh, micro cap tech stocks. And, and another trade will be Carnival, ticker symbol CCL. So CCL, so CCL is forming some nice pattern. It's almost like a witch, an upward uh, triangle pattern, if you will. So um, we have placed a few leaps on CCL and it has moved in the money, slightly in the money, but uh, you know, we're gonna ride this all the way to about two or 300% based on the, the premium that we placed. And of course the trade that we placed that's currently in the money will be Uber. So we sent this trade alert out, um, I think about two and a half months ago on Uber, after of course the, the, uh, the, the, the crash. And Uber now is giving us, um, I mean the leap option on Uber is, give, is, is giving us about 150%. So I'm getting a lot of emails asking whether we should be scaling out of Uber. Now the thing is, you know, we'll only be booking large profits and cutting our losses short as described earlier in this podcast. So for Uber, I'll be writing this, um, you know, into the, into the range where it gives me about 300 to 500% of my initial cap that I place. So right now, just quick check on Uber. Right now it's trading at about $36. When we bought this leap option, it was trading at about 20 bucks. So right now it should show about, I mean, if you have this trade, it should show you about 170% profits. So I'm looking to stretch the profits out. If you can run a risk profile uh, analysis on this, on the current position that we have, I'm looking to stretch this trade right into 48 bucks. That should give us about uh, three to 400%. And uh, again, Uber, I think they're set for, uh, you know, it could be a parabolic move just like what we're seeing on Tesla or actual trade on Tesla last year. So Uber will be still in our portfolio and I'll be looking to stretch this trade out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Wall Street Secrets. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast, please subscribe to this to get future episodes. Consider the Live Trader Network. More than 1,500 alumni, more than 15 countries around the world. Find out more at tradeonwallstreet.com. Thanks for listening to the Live Trader Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating or comment on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. 
Plus, you can get future updates for email and future shows, transcripts, video tutorials. Just visit our website at LiveTrader.com.